Good morning. It is good to see you on this bright, beautiful, very cold day. Uh, we're glad you're here. And uh, welcome to those visiting or watching us on Zoom. A uh, couple of announcements today. Um, first, remember those on uh, Ministry Council, the reports are due on January um, 23rd, which is um, today. Um, for the meeting on the 3rd, uh, we do... Uh, we do have uh, Ministry Council on February the 3rd. Uh, also, remember that next Sunday, uh, Reverend Mark Brooks will be here. He's going to be preaching. Uh, so uh, Mark served here as an associate pastor. I've gotten to know Mark since I've been in the denomination, and he is now a chaplain over in Myerstown uh, at the Stone Ridge. So please come out to, to hear Mark. Um, and let's see, um, there is, there are expecting little snow this afternoon, but we're still going to have a Bible study up here. But if, if you, you know, uh, if you're a little concerned about it, we'll, we'll still be on zoom. And then we have the rest of the activities this week. Any other announcements? Hold on. I'm sure I have... <laughs> Hold on, I've got... Um, we were having some problems with the prayer chain. Um, and so Jenny is now going to be uh, sending the prayer chain through her other email, her Gmail. So be checking your spam folder. If you're not getting it, uh, the prayer chain, you want to be on the prayer chain, let Jenny know. If you're having problems receiving it, let them know. Yes. LCCM is looking for volunteers for the homeless shelter, and all the information is posted on the bulletin board. So if you're interested in checking it out, you can get the details on the bulletin board. Thank you. Okay. Any other announcements? Good. I was hoping he's here. Uh, Gerald, come here. Gerald, come here. I know. Come here. No, 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 no. You're, you're, we're going up front. Okay. So we only do this if certain people are getting over 95. Yes. And someone, I was told, is going to be turning 96. Yes. Now, do you know who that might be? I do. Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> yes. And it would be you. And yes. guess what we're going to do for you? Yes. We're going to sing happy birthday. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. So, now who's going to, I'm going to turn my mic off because I'm not going to. Thank you. Okay. Nice to see you here.
Yes. Okay. Good to, good to see you. Now, for anyone who is going to be selling a birthday and you're 95 or older, uh, Ray, you're going to be doing it next... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just kidding, Ray. Love you. Yes, you do know where I live. Okay, before we, we start, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, you have called us to come here, to be a part of your service. So Lord, everything that we do now, through thought, through word, through prayer, through song, let everything we are praise you. In Christ's name, amen. Good morning, everybody. If we could stand to sing, I'm going to sing some songs about because, just because.
because of your praise team. As we go to this time of prayer, we want to remember Bill Smith. Um, So his his heart's good. He uh, came through the surgery fine. Uh, He's back in the hospital. He has uh, a bleeding ulcer. Uh, They were able to to take care of it and now suddenly on Saturday he uh, started to bleed again, and so they are doing uh, a scope to see what's going on. So keep Bill Smith in your prayers. Uh, keep Glory in prayer as well, um, and uh, the boys as well. So keep them, just keep them in prayer. Any other prayer concerns or praises? And we have one right over there. And I, I don't make Deb run, so just. Kind of. Um, we have a 16-year-old now in our house as of yesterday. Is that a concern or a praise or? Mixed blessing. Mixed blessing. Okay. Olivia turned 16 yesterday. Okay. Yes, Tom. He's right behind you. Prayers for my father-in-law, Don, who remains in the hospital as they try to find out the cause of internal bleeding. Okay, we are praying for him. And then, right, yep. He... Prayers for Scott and Laura Johnson. Scott's father, which is Sue Bird's son-in-law, passed away yesterday morning of COVID pneumonia. And what was his, hold on, go back. What was his name again? But Scott, Scott and Laura Johnson. I know, but his... The, the, Ron. Ron, okay. Ron Johnson. Well, we'll be praying for them, absolutely. Any other prayer concerns or praises? Oh, right. So we're going to have a four-year-old come Monday. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> who Who is that going to be? <laughs> is... Do, so, so who's going to be four over there? Who's going to be four? Is it going to be you? Oh, okay. Lucy. Lucy. Okay. We. Oh, now she gets. Now, I, now she's shy. Okay. Uh, also, wanted to give an update. Uh, Marlene Groff uh, did well from her uh, pacemaker surgery, so keep her in prayer. Any others? Oh. I would just pray for everybody that is involved with schools somehow. <laughs> um, these last few weeks have been really difficult. I know I'm not the only one, but um, through it all, I'm very impressed with kids and how well they can just adapt and change because I think every day this week there was something new, 
something changing, whether it was virtual, masks, whatever. So yeah, just keep all staff, teachers, whatever age, in your prayers. Yes, uh, we do need to keep our teachers, uh, administrators, um, and our kids uh, in prayer. Um, Because it is something different every day. Um, Also wanted to let you know, uh, I talked with Jenny uh, Long. She is doing uh, better. She had gotten sick again, and so we're praying for healing for her. Any others? Oh, yes. Uh, Amy. Yep. Um, from Zoom, Jeff Straub says, please keep the Messiah students in prayer, that they have a lot of positive COVID cases right now. Um, so just to keep everybody safe there. And also some updates from Carolyn. Um, her NANS procedures went well this week, and she's set to start chemo and radiation. Um, but also Carolyn and Andrew were hit by a drunk driver yesterday. Um, They said the truck took the brunt of the damage, and they're all doing fine, but just prayers that the truck doesn't have any severe damage and can be fixed. Um, Uh. And also, Robbie was exposed to COVID in daycare on Friday and is home for the next 10 days unless they get him tested. So they want guidance, please, for what they should do in that situation. Okay, a lot of of prayers there. Um, So we're glad that... They're, they were okay in that. And we're praying for her nan. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Any others? And also for the Messiah students. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, these are challenging times. And as we read through scripture, there were still challenging times. And Through every single challenging time on earth, you have always been there. Whatever we've gone through, you are there to hold us, to protect us, to give us courage, to give us wisdom. We know that in the darkest days, you are there. So Lord, we pray that our faith will never waver that our faith will always stay true, that our faith will always be in you. Lord, we know that some of our friends, some of our brothers and sisters in Christ are struggling this very morning. Whether it's recovering from surgery or whether it's the loss of a loved one. Whether it's needing strength and guidance for the next day. Lord, we lift each other up before you because we need you. We need that guidance. We need that patience. We need that love. We need that courage that only you can provide. Because, Lord, we pray that through our strength in you, through our faith in you, that others will see us and see you and that they would come to know you because that is exactly what we have to do is to spread the good news of Christ. Through our words and actions, Lord, let let it ring out 
Let us to be, help us to be that light. And Lord, we are very grateful for the blessings, for the anniversaries, for the birthdays, for the celebrations that we have in life. Lord, we honor you and we praise you. So Lord, hear our hearts. Hear the thoughts that are in our minds. And Lord, we present everything before you. We open ourselves to your Holy Spirit and pray all of this in Christ's most holy name. Amen.
Good morning. I will be reading from John 5, 1 through 17. Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city near the Sheep Gate was the Pool of Bethesda, with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew how long he had been ill, he asked him, would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred up. While I am trying to get there, someone else always gets in ahead of me. Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your sleeping mat and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up the mat and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath day. So the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured, you can't work on the Sabbath. It's illegal to carry that sleeping mat. He replied, the man who healed me said to me, pick up your sleeping mat and walk. Who said such a thing as that, they demanded. The man didn't know, for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. But afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, now you are well, so stop sinning or something even worse may happen to you. Then the man went to find the Jewish leaders and told them it was Jesus who had healed him. So the Jewish leaders began harassing Jesus for breaking the Sabbath rules. But Jesus replied, my father never stops working, so why should I? Thank you, Angela. So in 2015, on a website called BuzzFeed, they showed a video of a man who had been paralyzed from the waist down, and there, and I guess it had been years. And this man is actually walking. Somehow, they were able to connect nerve or responses from his brain to his legs, kind of bypassing the spinal cord. And it was kind of an emotional look because this man is taking his first steps. Actually, his brain is telling his legs to move, and they're responding. And he was able to walk. Now he did have assistance. But to actually see him move his legs when he could not before was inspiring. And so this is where we're at today. We're still in signs through the sermon series. And a sign, as the author of John uses it, it's a visible experience of God working through Jesus in the world for our salvation. And so here we have Jesus going to a a festival. And usually at these festivals for uh, Jewish traditions, It's usually the males who are coming up, and he's going to the temple. But before he gets there, he happens upon these healing pools. And I'm trying to think of how this actually worked. So the pools, when they were activated, probably some spring, they would bring up bubbles, and for... For some reason, people thought that they would get some type of healing from that. And so, but it wouldn't happen all the time. And so, 
it was a place where it was just packed with people who were either blind or lame, or paralyzed or sick or whatever. And they were just waiting to be healed. And so Jesus sees this man. He knew exactly who he was. He had been uh, paralyzed or lame for 38 years. So we don't know, was it from birth? Was it something that happened? So we don't know exactly the age of this man, but we know it's been 38 years. It's been a long time. And Jesus approaches him and says, do you want to get well? Now, if you look back, when Jesus and Mark asked Bartimaeus, who was blind, he said, what can I do for you? And Bartimaeus immediately said, I want to see. But the gentleman here didn't say that. He didn't say I wanted to be well. He just says, I can't. No one's going to help me to the pools. I mean, every time, every time the bubbles start coming up, other people rush in and I can't get a spot. And so maybe this man didn't know exactly who Jesus was because maybe he was thinking, you know, this guy is very nice. He's, he's just trying to give me um, maybe advice or, or just wanting to know. He didn't know who Jesus was until Jesus said, stand up or get up. Pick up your mat and go. And so the man did just that. Picked up the mat and walked. Instantly, at once. I went over, so Brent, when I went over to see your dad Friday, how far is it over to Lebanon? Not very far, right? I get out of the car and I'm acting like I can't walk. My, my, it's just... It's not old age, is it? It can't be. But I felt tired. You know, I was like, oh my goodness. my!" And I had to get, you know how you've been in a car for a long time and you get out and you start walking and you're just, Dave, Dave, you've never had that happen? You will, okay? Hopefully sooner than later. No, kidding. But understand that this man instantly got up and walked. There was no stumbling. There was no learning how he got up and immediately was healed. Everything was perfect. But what did you miss in that? What did you miss? He gets up. He walks out. What did you miss in that scene? What now? There you go. You get washer and dryer. <laughs> we need to get a new one anyway. I haven't had the heart to tell Gloria. But anyway, uh, you'll have to fix the washer and dryer on your own. But anyway, no, everything's fine. There was no thank you. He hasn't walked for 38 years. Jesus says, take up your mat and Go. And he doesn't say thank you. 
one of the greatest healings that happens, and he doesn't say thank you. And I'm thinking how often are we blessed with things every single day, and do we ever stop to say thank you, Lord? Thank you. Now, I'm thinking at some point in time, this man had been suffering so long that he really just didn't understand all of it. I was thinking back to when the Soviet Union fell apart. And there are some of us that had hoped, okay, you know what? There's going to be a democracy. It's going to be just like the United States. And people are going to be free and it's going to be wonderful. But there was a problem. The people had been beaten down so much that once they got free, they didn't know, once they got their freedom, they didn't know how to act. They didn't know what to do. They would rather stay kind of in the control of the Soviet Union and have them tell or have the government tell them what to do because they they didn't know any other way. They had been beaten down. And I realized that today in our lesson The Israelites, they had gotten their freedom, finally. They had been praying to God, oh Lord, please save me. And God does. And what happens? They get into the desert. Oh, I don't like this. When anything happened, any something that was wrong, they would would go when they were hungry. And the first thing they said, and I'm sorry that Gloria's not here because we actually have this fun thing because they always said, remember the cucumbers and the leeks that we had back in Egypt. I'm sorry, I I did that. If you didn't realize, I think I knocked some leaves off the plant. Anyway, because I was getting so excited about cucumbers and leeks. They, were, they wanted to go back to slavery because they remembered they, they got to eat this and that. And then it was kind of like okay to be back in slavery. They didn't know what to do with that freedom. Sometimes we are that free. We have that freedom and sometimes we don't know how to handle it. Jesus gives us this thing called free will. And sometimes people go, well, I I really don't like that. I wish he would just tell us what to do or do whatever. But he's given each of us free will, and it's up to us to actually say, Lord, we want to follow you. Now, here's the thing. Jesus goes up to the man, ask him, do you, want to be, do you want to get well? He says, I can't. But God still wanted to heal him. See, Jesus loves us enough that even when we say no, he wants to do what's good for us. That's who Jesus is. And as he's walking, now we have the Pharisees that are coming up, Sadducees, and and are saying to the man who was healed, 
Why are you working on the Sabbath? And obviously, if you, take, if you pick up your mat and are walking, that's actually considered work. Except for one thing, it's nowhere in the laws of Moses. What it has become for the Pharisees and the Sadducees is oral traditions that they keep adding things to the laws that really weren't there and they became so rigid that there was little freedom to worship God. And so the Pharisees wanted to know, okay, who was this man? Who was this man? And, and the guy didn't know it was Jesus. And now the man is now in the temple, and Jesus knows exactly who he is, knows exactly he was going to be there, and goes straight up to them. Goes straight up to him and says, you've been healed. So stop sinning. Or something worse might happen. This wasn't a judgment. It was saying you need to be, you've been physically healed, but now you need to be spiritually healed. So he says to the man, stop sinning. And what does he do? But he sins. Because he goes and tells the Jewish authorities, oh, by the way, it's that man who healed me. Again, the man, it's not recorded, but the man still doesn't say thank you for being healed. He is walking in the temple that he hasn't done in 38 years and still cannot say thank you. All he does, because of what he knows, I don't know who Jesus really is, and, and we don't actually know what happens to the man. We can only guess. But Jesus cared enough about this man. He says, okay, you've been healed But now, stop sinning. Turn to me. God cares about you when you're sick. And he cares about you when you're not doing his will. And he loves you. And he wants that relationship with you to be restored. I see my job a lot of seeing those that are broken and try to help them kind of get back to a relationship with Christ. And sometimes it takes a long time. Sometimes it takes a lot of patience. But I realize that God has a lot of patience with me. So when the... Jewish leaders had found Jesus. They're saying, by what authority did you do this? Why would you tell this man to sin by picking up his mat and walking? And Jesus simply said, the Lord is still working. God is, and if God is working, then I need to be working. Do you know that God works every day. Yes, he did take rest after creating everything. He, took a, he did take rest. 
And he wanted us to take rest so that we could have time with him. But it's not just the Sabbath. We need to make every day holy. We need every day to be in prayer in in Scripture of doing his will. So what what happens now? God has given you incredible gifts. He's giving you things that a lot of people in this world do not have. Are we thankful? There was a comment years ago that if you have money in a bank, whatever amount, you're richer than most of the people of this world. If you have a house or you're actually living in a place, you're better off than most of the world. If you have clothes, if you have food to eat, if you have water to drink, if you have water to shower, to take a bath, then you are very wealthy according to all the world. Do we say thank you? God is constantly working, and so should we. On Sundays, we need to rest, but understand that if someone it falls, shouldn't we go to help them? Today, even though this is a day of rest, I'm going to see Bill this afternoon. If someone fallen, so Dave, let me let me pick on you. If you fell on a Sunday, should I walk by past you and say, oh, "I'm sorry, it would be work to pick you up, but I can pick you up tomorrow"? Would that be nice? Because actually, it's really cold out. You'd be a popsicle. We have to take some reasons in this. Yes, we are to take Sundays to be holy, but it's every single day. So what I want you to be thinking about this week is how blessed you are to actually rejoice in what God has given you and actually to share with him and say thank you. And to truly mean it. I remember telling my mom once, my mom was cooking a meal or something. She's like, how come you never say thank you? And I don't know how old I was, but I kind of went... Thanks, Mom. You know, that's not the thing to say to your mom. And you don't say it in earshot of your dad. Because you have a tendency 
to be standing for a long period of time because you're unable to sit down if you know what I mean. To be truly thankful is to get down on our knees and to say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for what we've received. But most importantly, thank you for our relationship. Thank you for calling us to be yours. Thank you for calling us to be your children. Thank you for sending your son to die on a cross for us to forgive us of our sins. This is why we rejoice together. And it's this is we will be glad for the Lord. Amen? Let's pray. Gracious Lord, help us to see the things that are going on in this world and to do your work. But Lord, we also need to say thank you because we can do your work for your glory. And Lord, help us never forget to say thank you, to praise you, to glorify your name and forgive us when we haven't. Let us start new again. In Christ's name we pray, amen. So I I think I used this analogy once before. Um, How many of you play golf or did? You know what a mulligan is? Mulligan is that it's a do-over. Aren't they great? Aren't they great, mulligans? You're cheating? Well, some may call it cheating. I think, woohoo, it's free. I keep, keep doing it until I get it in. Of course, my wife doesn't let me do mulligans on putt-putt courses, so I don't know what... No, no, let's keep score on this. But the thing I'm saying is, we get to do over today. Maybe, maybe we woke up in a way that we're, uh, we didn't have a good day, but now we've come to church and now we go out. This is a time to rejoice. We've, we've asked God to forgive us of our sins. We get the do-over. This is brand new. We've we've poured out our our sins before the cross, and we're brand new. So this is a reason to be joyful, to to thank everyone, to thank God. So, just for a few minutes, what are you thankful for today? Just shout it out. Family. Family. Friends. Friends. Food. Your wife? What? Sunshine? Laughter. Oh, thank goodness for laughter. I think I would bust. And Amanda, I'm going to put yours in coffee, which is, thank goodness. Every day, this week, and for your life. Be thankful. Be thankful. When I was with Bill on Friday, he was thankful for all the doctors, 
for all the care for his sons, for his wife. Here's a man who's had open heart surgery. Don't let something like that then make you realize to be grateful, you need to be grateful now on this day. Amen? Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we're going to be leaving shortly, and Lord, help us not to forget what has been said. We saw it with the sign of your healing of the lame man. We saw the compassion and the love for not only the physical healing, but the mental, the mental and the spiritual healing that he so long so that he so needed. And so, Lord, we pray that you would heal us physically and mentally, but Lord, above all else, spiritually. Help us to be truly grateful for who we are and what we have and to praise your name above all. In Christ's name we pray, amen. gonna rejoice.
You know, that is an incredible benediction. Rejoice. Rejoice. Amen? Amen.